Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Today I am really excited because I have a fellow Bachelor lover and also she is the editor for a very popular website, Bachelor website, called Accept This Rose. And I'm so excited to have her. Her name is Ariba Bouvad and I am just excited to chat about Bachelor Nation in general. There's just so much to discuss and I want to know kind of how she got her start. So Ariba, welcome to the show. Welcome to Getting Cozy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. It's so funny how we connected. We have to tell everyone because it's not the usual <laughs> DM slide <laughs> on uh, on Instagram. So there is a brand new app, you guys, called Clubhouse. If you're not on it, you need to be. It is so much fun. It is the best way, I feel, to connect with just so many different people from all over the world. Last I checked, there were 6 million subscribers, and now I'm sure there's way more. I was hosting a Bachelor recap. Actually, it wasn't even a recap. It was like a Bachelor real-time watch party on Clubhouse. And she joined, and we just started chatting, and I realized what she did. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a perfect guest for my podcast. So we connected after the chat, and we just you know, wanted to come and record an episode so we can kind of get to know Ariba better and also the website called Accept This Rose. So let's get into it. So Ariba, tell us about how you got into this whole world of editing and what did you do prior to that? So it's actually a really funny story. So by training in school, I'm an optometrist, but I don't actually practice anymore. I started just writing in general uh, about four years ago, summer of 2017. I you know, I've always been a big nerd. And I was like, you know, I had all this like nerd energy that I needed to channel somewhere. (laughs) And someone was like, you know, why don't you start your own site? And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But you know, I just sort of jumped into it. And it was very weird and difficult at first, because as anyone who does this kind of thing knows, it's just very, you know, you don't really know if it's going to go anywhere, if you're going to end up anywhere. But I just started writing, I started my own site. And then from there, I just started writing for different sites that just to get some exposure and experience. And that's kind of how eventually I ended up even um, becoming an editor on the site I'm working on now, except this row. So yeah, it's really funny because I started off somewhere else completely different. And then I just ended up just writing and I've been doing it ever since. And I love it. I have gotten to do so many cool things because of it, you know, in a pre-COVID world when there were still Comic-Cons, attending those, getting to interview people. So it just sort of like branched into this whole adventure. And I honestly can't look back now. So that's kind of how it all got started. That is so fun. Well, you know, I feel like life is full of pivots, right? When you went to school, were you like an English major? So no, not at all, actually. So I went to Arizona State University. And I actually, at the time, I was like, okay, I want to do something in healthcare. But I didn't know what and then eventually I decided just through, you know, kind of researching and sort of shadowing that I was like, okay, I think I want to be an eye doctor. So I was doing uh, all my courses that were required to apply to optometry school, but my actual major was from the business school at ASU, and I got my degree in supply chain management because I was like, you know, you don't know what life is going to throw at Mm -hmm. you, and just in case, I'm going to do a degree that's, you know, just something I could rely on in case optometry doesn't work out. So that was kind of like the thought process there. So I 
never worked in SDM or anything, but that was what my degrees in. Never did any like English or anything. That's why I was so hesitant to start out at all because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. Um, do you love writing? Is it just like a passion of yours? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely developed into one. When I started, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to write words about things I like, <laughs> and we'll see how this works out. And then, yeah, it kind of, I think, just continuously writing and sort of getting the hang of it and, you know, putting myself out there and just joining random sites. And I wasn't, you know, in the beginning, you usually just, if you're doing this, you usually just join a bunch of sites and you don't get paid for it, right? Right, um, right. So, yeah, so I just got experience that way, and it just took me into this world and yeah and here I am now that is incredible I love that story and I think it also is inspiring <laughs> to others that you know may have a passion that they're like well should I take the leap Absolutely. and I'm such a risk taker it sounds like you are as well and yes. I feel like life is too short you just have to you know if you're passionate about something I mean that's what I did with podcasting I basically just guested on a show like two or three years ago I loved it I thought it was so much fun and and I'm like well I like to talk you know so let me just jump into this and had no idea where it was going and I wouldn't oh, change no. it for the world. So I'm so excited for you. Okay. So what was your kind of like first real gig, like in this world, in this new like journalism world? So there's a network called Fan Sighted and that's actually the umbrella under which like they have like 250 fan websites, right? And they go oh. anywhere from sports to entertainment to everything, right? So I, I think this was probably late 2017 in early 2018. I came across Fan Sighted. What's cool about them is that they have such individual fan sites. So like there's even one for like as specific as like this is us. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So I applied to be a contributor, which is just like basically writing for the site. And I think I started writing for showsnob.com. That's one of their sites. And that was just a very general like entertainment sort of thing. So we write like recaps, reviews, and you kind of just cover all kinds of information about different television shows. So I started there and that was like the first time I was getting paid. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm getting paid to write. <laughs> uh, yes. I, mean, I knew it wasn't like a lot but it was still very cool because up until that point I was just like winging it right right um, I started there and then eventually I started just adding myself onto more of their sites and then I think the first time I got to be an editor which basically you just oversee everything and you're like the go-to person of the site I think it was for a Westworld specific uh website and then Love. from there it kind of led me to the bachelor stuff which is a story in a so I will get into that too. <laughs> yes, please do. This is also fascinating. I had no idea this site <laughs> exists, and especially for someone who loves television, you know, especially if they're listening, uh, most likely mm -hmm. they do, you know. And yeah, it's just yeah. that is so cool. Tell us about how you got into the Bachelor side. It's funny because I actually started watching from Colton season on, and it hasn't really been that long, mind you, right? Like it right. has really not been that long. And I knew, about, obviously, know about the show. I think I watched the first season here and there, like the very first one. And yeah, so I had a friend of mine was visiting, and she was like, she's like a hardcore Bachelor Nation fan, and so she's like, "Hey, today's the you know season premiere of The Bachelor. Is it okay if I just watch it really quick? I <laughs> I promise it won't be annoying." Blah blah blah. And so I was like, "Yeah, of course." Like I'm a television person, and at that time I wasn't watching too much reality television, so I was like, "You know what? Let's just give it a shot." So 
basically was game over from that point. Like, <laughs> I watched it with her, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed. And I finally yeah. understood why it's such, like, a pop culture phenomenon. And I think it was just a couple months later where I realized Fansighted had their own Bachelor Nation website. So I hopped onto there. And then I think I actually initially just applied to be an editor and they were looking for someone. It just kind of worked out. And yeah, I hopped on to there and it's been like that ever since. So I joined right around Colton season. Oh my gosh. So you have been there for a bit. So you've seen a lot of seasons. Tell us kind Mm -hmm. of, did you kind of break any news on any of the seasons? Maybe like, you know, post-production or like during the show, like anything that you want to share with us that was kind of pretty exciting? I'm trying to think. I there might have been something. I feel like you know it's funny because we have like a Slack chat, and so like everyone just sort of shares things there. I mean, I think I think it was Peter's season that was like super dramatic because there's like all these things going on right behind the scenes. Like we don't know which way it's going. This is that way. So um, I think with Peter and Hannah's season both because there was just so much going on that no one understood. Oh my gosh. Uh, so. Yeah, we just sort of picked up on things and wrote about them because we preface anything we write when we're sharing it on social media. Like, hey, there's spoilers here because some people get really angry if you don't tell them. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, so I don't think we necessarily broke anything, but it, it was always fun to follow along while things were happening and reading into like the spoiler side of it because I'd never really done that before with my television writing because everything's like, oh my gosh, it needs to be a surprise. So for me, that was an experience of itself just like trying to follow along and kind of knowing where things might be going if that makes sense yeah for sure sometimes like when they're only putting in people that are much younger it's different time in your life like there's just you're just not always there and some people are but I just think it's so much better to have some people that are a little bit older or in the middle right you are preaching to the choir I don't know if you know but I'm a dating coach and I whenever I talk to anybody in their 20s I'm like do not look for your husband or your wife. Like, you need to be enjoying life. You need to be dating as many people as possible. I feel like these 21, 22, even 24-year-olds have no business being on this show at all. I mean, because at the end, you're supposed to get engaged. So, like, why are you on a show with one person? You should basically be, you know, on the other Mm -hmm. side of this. You should be dating 30 guys, okay? Like, that's how I feel. Because that's how you're going to meet your person, you know? Don't be one of 30 women for one guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that because, so I was engaged when I was 24, 25, and we eventually broke up. We never got married. But, you know, so, like, looking at that experience, too, and having that personal understanding, I look at who I am now, like, oh, God. I'm so glad that didn't happen because I was just not who I am now and who I am now. I'm, you know, I'm 34. I feel more comfortable with the person I am. I understand what I want. You know, it's just different. And I agree. Like, I feel like you should be getting out there and getting more experience because you should understand the type of person you want. I don't necessarily think that in your early 20s, you even have that idea or understanding yet. Right. You really don't. I mean, even if you've been dating since you've been, you know, a teenager, It's just you're going to grow, like you said, you're completely going to be a different person from your 20s to your 30s. So, and, you know, I hope with The Bachelor, they'll at least go with POC, right? I I really hope that they'll they'll not Mm -hmm. (laughs) – 
<laughs> no offense, but they'll, they'll not choose yeah. another white guy. Like I, I really hope yeah. that is not <laughs> not going to happen. But I mean, we never know. And they have all these reasons for choosing, you know, the lead, which I get that. So Ariba, with your website, there is another podcast. Yes. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk about your personal podcast as well. So Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. So, Accept This Rose. So, I don't handle the podcast end of things, but we have a couple of our veteran fan-sided folks that run it. And it's called Can I Steal You for a Second? Very appropriately named. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. It, you know, actually, pre-COVID, they had Dustin on it all the time. I believe he was just a part of it because I think they are based in Chicago. And I, if I'm not wrong, I believe um, Dustin was there too before he went to New York. And he was also quarantining with Kelly and Peter a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Like when yes. Black Luster, yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of when I uh, when Dustin joined the podcast a little bit. So he's he was on it a lot. And then COVID happened. So I think it just kind of went down to just the two girls two or three girls and yeah I mean they basically do what we're doing now breaking down the episodes talking to different folks from Bachelor Nation I think they've also had Mike Johnson on there and like a range of Bachelor Nation people on there and they're basically doing what we do or nerding out about things that are happening in the Bachelor (laughs) Nation world uh, you know looking into like specific details of each episode so yeah fun podcast and it's fun because people will stop by and that's always fun to hear what contestants or alums and their experience on it so yeah it's it's a really fun one for sure and I have to just give a huge shout out to Dustin he has been so supportive of my pod he's been on it um as a guest and then he's also gone live with me on tub talk and he always just makes me smile I love his tiktoks I'm like his biggest fan I adore him. I really adore him. I'm so happy living with Peter because I think that is going to be so much fun for them. And they should be having fun like that, you know, um, in New York. Yep. Two single guys. Technically, they're both single. So, but yeah, I, I adore Dustin. Yes. And I would love to have the girls on my pod. So I'll have to talk to you offline about that. But that'd be really a lot of fun, too. Oh, yes, yes. And yes. Uh, Mike Johnson is just a freaking gem of a man. I mean, he is just incredible. So talented. Did you read his book? Mm -hmm. I mean, it blew me away. I have it, but I haven't started it yet. But I've heard so many good things about it. Oh, my God. It was honestly just like Ben Higgins' book, too, uh, Alone in Plain Sight. His book, Make the Love You Want, Mm -hmm. was life-changing. It's absolutely life-changing. It just, it opens your eyes. And also you get to know him so much better on a different level, you know, than than just seeing him on TV. And um, he's been through a lot in his life, but he has... It's mm-hmm. beautifully written. I would highly, highly recommend reading it. It's a quick read, too. I think I read it in, like, half a day. Same with Ben. Like, they're both great quick reads. Highly recommend both oh, awesome. of those books. But oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be checking those out. Mike and I are actually working on a secret project that I cannot talk about yet, but hopefully very soon. No. Yes. Very, very excited about that. <laughs> Big things for 2021. Very excited. So, um, stay tuned for that. <laughs> so let's switch gears and talk a little bit about your personal podcast about mental health. I want to hear all about this. Yeah, absolutely. So as someone who's dealt with her own mental health struggles, again, like the world of podcasting sort of just like came around. And I think it was just I had a couple of friends and I was like, you know, I've been going to therapy, I take medication and I'm from a South Asian community. So a lot of this carries a lot of stigma as it does in a lot of other communities. But Mm -hmm. personally, I've seen, you know, so much stigma around it. And I was like, you know, 
I've been so supported, been lucky enough to be supported by my family. And I want to pay that forward by doing something where I could just, you know, channel my experiences and maybe help even one person. So we sort of had a meeting and we started the podcast in 2018. And the idea just kind of came because we're like, okay, what should we do? Do we do like a YouTube channel? Do we write? What do we do? And eventually someone just suggested doing a podcast. And I had never done one before, but we gave it a shot and we loved it. We can do so many things with a podcast. So that's kind of the platform we went with. And the podcast is called Soul Searching. So Search, if you just break that word down, uh, we all speak the language of Urdu at home with our parents. And Search is the Urdu word for thought. So it's kind of like a play on words was like soul searching, but we changed it to soul searching. It just kind of sounded appropriate because initially we wanted to target a lot of the South Asian community because that was what our personal experience was. But obviously when you start talking about mental health, you realize, okay, well, it's not just a one community thing. It's an everybody thing, right? And it just kind of became a very, you know, we had people from all backgrounds, all ethnicities, so many different countries, like a lot of people just started reaching out and saying, this is great. You know, we really enjoy hearing like three South Asian women just chit chat about all kinds of things that, mm-hmm. you know, related to mental health. And it kind of just started there. And we, you know, I absolutely love it because I feel like just for me personally, it's a very therapeutic experience. I think when you get to talk about what you're going through, there's always going to be someone out there that might be listening that can relate. And I feel like that in itself has been such a great experience for me. And yeah, I just love it so much. And we've had all kinds of guests on that, you know, actually during COVID, we had one of our friends who's uh, a doctor and he's been, you know, in the pits of COVID helping, you know, with patients and stuff. So we talked about uh, death in the time of COVID and the effect it takes on mental health. So we've kind of just like, definitely branched out from just like that South Asian bubble we initially started with. We have all kinds of topics that we've uh, approached. But yeah, it's that's the gist of it. But it's been a really great experience over the last three years. And I hope we can continue to do great episodes because it's just fun. You know, I really think podcasting is such a great outlet. Oh, I completely agree with you. I can't think of anything else that is anything like it. You know, there's, yeah. there's nowhere else that you can just kind of basically vent <laughs> and exactly. right vent and speak your mind and you know somebody's going to listen to it and like you said somebody's going to hear it and it's going to help even if even if it helps one person it's totally worth mm-hmm. it so it's so incredibly totally. rewarding i feel um, it is yeah so i love that you did that i love that you started something that you're so passionate about now it makes me wonder because you know bachelor contestants have had all sorts of mental issues come mm-hmm. up after being on the show have you ever had a former contestant come on and talk about their mental health i haven't but you know we've talked about it i guess i've never had like the outlet where i'm like okay who can you know because that's actually that's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about that after sort of uh, dylan went on that twitter rant about <laughs> things and i'm like you know and that topic actually came up and I had mentioned it to the girls that I do it with two of my friends and actually funnily enough like we talked about it a little bit so that is something I think I would love to do because I think that's a great thing to tap into because that is a a lot of strain on your mental health it's just like such a crazy experience but yeah I haven't yet but I think that would be such a cool thing to do it really is and you know after just talking to a lot of these contestants when they come off the show, because normally you can't do it during because of contracts and yeah. all. They say they're completely different people. I mean, they literally, oh, yeah. yeah, they the show literally tries to break you to get the best 
from you, right? The best emotional, you know, reactions and things like that. So you're not the same person. And that really breaks my heart. But that's really why I started doing that live show because I wanted to get to know these people, you know, who were they before? Who are they during? Who are they after? And it's very different. It's vastly different, you know, of who they were when they first started. So it's it's really Absolutely. crazy. But there's so many contestants, I'm sure, that would jump at the chance to um, talk about that, you know, with you. So I would, yeah. I would definitely pursue that for sure. I would. But I'm so happy that, like I said, I'm just I'm glad that you're able to do that and create your own podcast. Now, do you have any kind of future looking goals for like what you're doing currently? Do you have anything that you kind of are aiming for like in the future? You know, with the writing and editing, I've been looking to see if there are opportunities out there to kind of go up to the next level. Have you read any articles from TV Line? I know there's like TV Line and Entertainment Weekly. I really like their style of writing and I always imagine myself writing for one of them. That's like kind of the goal. I would love to maybe join one of the bigger sites or bigger companies uh, just because I feel like now that I've been doing this for four years, I'm like ready to go to the next thing. Uh, So I've been definitely keeping my eye out for opportunities. So that's what they're writing. And then with the podcast, we've just been doing episodes as we can. And I just think that it's been such a freeing therapeutic thing that we're just kind of going with the flow, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think we would love for it to reach, I think the goal is for it to reach as many people as possible. And, you know, we try, COVID has obviously been a thorn in our side, so we can't, like, do anything more than just, like, we're on the podcast. But we always love, like, branching out or doing events or having, like, little roundtable discussions and things like that. So yeah. we're trying to organize more of that virtually. Um, And I think that's probably our goal for this year is try to like, because I felt like this past year was just such a hot mess that it was kind of hard to figure (laughs) out what we want to do and where we want to go with it. But yeah, so that's the idea is just kind of expand it, kind of reach more people and just keep doing what we're doing, really. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that um, before COVID hit, I attended a lot of, you know, live podcasts like in-person podcasts Mm -hmm. and that was so much fun so I would encourage you guys when life gets back to as normal as it's going to be um yes if that were an opportunity to definitely pursue it because it's so much fun and then you're connecting with your listeners and there's like nothing like that you know it's like a community that's built that you guys built you know so where can they find your podcast uh what platforms is it on you can find it on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts, and I think that's it. So those three, so Google, Spotify, and Apple. Perfect. And it's called Soul Soaching, which is S-O-C-H-I-N-G. Perfect. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, I have really enjoyed our chat so, so much. Um, I think that what you've done is incredible. I think it's super inspiring. Honored to have you as a guest and really loved getting cozy with you, Ariba. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was such a fun conversation, and I'm glad we got to talk about so many different things. It was really a pleasure to be on, so thank you. Of course, absolutely. My pleasure, and I'd love to have you back. And yes, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely be in touch. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and always remember to stay safe, but always stay cozy. Till next time, bye. Bye.